Hey guys, I'm Norman. And I'm Cassandra. If you enjoy this show, and we hope you do, consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters. Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, The Silmarillion, and much more. For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content. Head over to DuelingGenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 168, which starts with Saruman saying, hunt them down, and ends with Legolas uh, loading packages into a boat. Yes. Well, Merry and Pippin both kind of look... Like, chill out. Yeah, yeah this is, Pippin's face is just kind of like... <laughs> You it looks like he's got a mouthful of something. They look bloated. Yeah. We'll find out why next minute. <laughs> I'm excited for Lembo's commercial. <laughs> yes. It's very good. I'm glad that that's like in its own minute and not broken up in the middle of it. It's, it's, Zora, it's Orlando Bloom's crowning moment in this movie. <laughs> this is uh, this is the minute where we get the... You get the line, you will taste man flesh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Saruman's pep talk. <laughs> he's trying to get all these, all these urukai all pumped up, and he's just like, you're going to eat people. How sick is that? And they're like, yeah. And it's just like, but bring me the halflings alive and unspoiled. And Lurch just looks disgusted. <laughs> Yeah, I like his um his like glare growl, his glower. It's like a dog when you like tap it on the nose of the newspaper. It's just like what? Why would you do that? It's just poor puppers. But that's not a pupper. That's an urukai. That's an uruk. It's just such a funny reaction. <laughs> Bring them to me alive and unspoiled. And the response to the word unspoiled is like someone who just put something foul in their mouth. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they're, they're like, trained and bred for war. And, like, in their mind, I, I like part of it, like, you know, to the victor go the spoils. Yeah. So, like, all right, we'll bring these things to you alive. But that doesn't mean I can't make, like get cool stuff out of it and then he's like and don't take any of their stuff and he's like dang it <laughs> why <laughs> and there's like a hundred of these these uh urukai what are they gonna do with like five bodies what, they're gonna split it up yep they're gonna have like a barbecue yep it's gonna be like a like a Hannibal Lecter dinner party or something like not that sophisticated. What? Like, Everyone gets a bite. Ew. Like wolves? Yeah. <laughs> Lurts gets first. <laughs> Is he like the alpha? Yeah. <laughs> His mate goes second. No! 
my god. All the way down to the rumps. No, no, no. <laughs> well, the I smallest mean, Uruk. There wouldn't be any of those, right? Because like Saruman well, just made a big deal about how they're perfected. Right. Someone's got to be the smallest Urukai. Stay home. They're an orc <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I don't want to do what you say, Dad. <laughs> You're not my real dad. Yes, I am. I brought you from the mud. <laughs> I'll put you back if I want. Oh, God. You will taste man flesh. That cracks me up every single time. It's the way Christopher Lee says it. He's very excited. <laughs> You will taste man flesh. <laughs> oh my god! The um uh, the scene with all the uruks in the cave. Yeah. The uh, the urukai are real dudes, and the cave around them is a miniature. They just digitally put in. Oh, that's cool. So and that's also true there? of them charging out oh, of Isengard. Oh, okay. Like. The only thing real in a lot of these shots mm -hmm. is Christopher Lee and the little bridge he's standing on with Lurts, mm -hmm. and the Urukai standing below, and then it's a miniature. And when the Urukai are leaving Isengard, they're just digitally put into the miniature. So if you watch, a couple of their steps look a little awkward in places, but for the most part, it looks totally legit. So you're saying that that group of Urukai are not extras? Well, they are extras. They're a group of people that were filmed. Oh, okay. Because when you, like, I thought you meant, like, like back in Moria, where the Fellowship was, like, digital. No. Okay. I mean that the, the cave is a miniature, and they're just put in. Okay. And then when they leave Isengard, Isengard is a miniature, and the Urukai are just dropped in. Right. Okay. But they're actually filmed guys. Okay. I understand. I thought you meant, like, these are all digital little dudes. No. They don't look as bad as the... I don't think they look bad. Yeah, I don't know. Some of the digital stuff in Moria doesn't look very great. Hasn't aged well. I I don't know. I don't really notice it. Except yeah. for the stairs. But we've talked at length about the stairs. Yeah. I'm curious to really examine Gollum and look at how that effect is aged once we get to that stuff. Yeah. I like the rest of his, um, his pick-me-up speech. Like, hunt them down. Do not stop until they are found. You know no pain. You do not know pain. You do not know fear. Yeah. I think they do know pain and fear. And Saruman's just psyching them up. I don't think they do. They run for, like... How many marathons do you think they've run already? To get to where they are. I mean... To, I mean, get to the point where they are at the end of the movie. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> hell, they even have an Olympic torch. <laughs> Because, like, they, every time we see them from this moment on, they are running. Yeah, basically. And I think they really do, like, I mean, they're, like, genetically engineered. I think they really do, like, don't stop. Yeah. Well, you know, they, unlike orcs and goblins, they can run around in the sunlight just fine. What happens to an orc or goblin when they hit the sun, like, do they just get really sunburned? They just don't like the sun. It do they like blinds turn into, them? Do they turn into stone like trolls? No, I think it just blinds them. They're very sensitive to the light because they live their lives mostly underground. That's true. You got Mister like Orc McBug Eyes 
in uh, in Moria. Work McBug eyes. You know it's... the one with the te- giant tennis ball eyes. Yeah. The one that's just like ah, yeah, yeah, right in the camera. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I like the idea that their their skin is so fair that if they they go outside for any amount of time, they're just end up with a giant sunburn well the morio ones i definitely i definitely buy that because <laughs> they're like they're like deep water fish they have no melanin they're just like yeah albinos mm-hmm. burned to a crisp in the bright light of the day i think the transition from um lurts running and roaring to galadriel in her lovely swan boat on the river is very funny <laughs> I do. It's jarring. It's, it's just like I, it's like a smash cut. Just here we are. I understand. I understand the the reasoning behind it. Like we talked a little bit about yesterday, with the contrast between these two races of or like beings, but that's hilarious. <laughs> also, like this cut in the form it's in might just come from this being dropped back into the extended edition oh that's true i don't remember how it is with the the theatrical i think it's still a smash cut but i think it cuts to frodo Mm. that makes a little more sense um because you have the the antagonist that's the new antagonist that's now hunting down like personally responsible for finding frodo yeah so does a great job at that They, they find him yeah they find a couple halflings. I mean, he didn't explicitly say. Yeah, he doesn't. Lurch doesn't know what he's looking for. He just knows that they're yeah. half people. He did a good job. <laughs> We're getting so close to my favorite Aragorn moment in this movie. Um, a couple uh, a couple of days ago, you mentioned that Celeborn does a thing that's important. Is that? Is this the minute you were talking about? No, um, it's either the end of next minute or the beginning of the last one this week. Okay. He has a moment with Aragorn that's actually important to the narrative. Oh, because I was like, because they give them the cloaks and I was like, oh. Yes, but that doesn't happen in the theatrical. We oh. don't see the gift giving in the theatrical. No, I know, but I don't care about the theatrical. I mean, I care about the theatrical, but like we're talking about the extended. Yeah. But, like, the moment that Aragorn and Celeborn have later this week, I believe, is in the theatrical, because you only see two people get their gifts in the theatrical. Right. We should, um, pop that in and see. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that they give, um, well, I appreciate they give more lines to Celeborn, because my my dude (laughs) Celeborn. Otherwise, he does nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, all he says is, tell me, where's Gandalf? Yeah. I much desire to speak with um, him. And what did he want to say to Gandalf? I don't know. Some weird mind elf stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, telepathic communication. I bet you they were just gonna like, I don't know, like shoot the shit or something. Some like, drink hey, some Gandalf, tea. you old rascal! <laughs> it's been a millennia. Like, <laughs> whatever immortal beings talk about. <laughs> I bet you. It was Gandalf's turn to to buy the weed. <laughs> like Celeborn was like, "All right, here's some money. I want you to give me some of that old Toby, and hook a brother up." And Gandalf's like, "I got you, boo." And then he never showed up. Where's my Where's my dank nugs? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> oh my god, I've never heard that phrase before in my life, and I never want to hear it again. <laughs> oh my god. But I think it's um I think it's funny that they gave just some unnamed elf says, like, never before have we clothed strangers in the garb of our people in the book, and they gave it to California. Yeah. It's just like these random elves keep finding them when they're walking and like giving them their stuff. Like some elf from the boat's like, Hey, here's some rope and they're like, Oh sweet. Right. And then they there's like a leader of the group of elves that bring um the cloaks and he talks about how um they were woven by Galadriel and her maidens themselves. And so it's Whoa. kind of a big deal. Who has the one woven by Galadriel? I don't know. She probably supervises. I think she made one herself as a as an example. You all need to make one just like this. <laughs> I'm sure that her her servants know exactly what's like. Yeah. If they make all of her clothes, her clothes are beautiful. So, I'm sure they know what's up. Maybe Galadriel's is like really bad but then they're just like oh sweet thing okay we'll make it just like that wink wink nudge nudge right <laughs> then someone gets the crappy stealth cloak <laughs> it's giveless it's giveless <laughs> he doesn't care what like he doesn't need to be stealthy no he he doesn't care there's one more dwarf in Moria who draws breath come at me bro that is not that is not a being of stealth. Right, like everyone's hiding and Gimli's just like uh. It's like that happens with the with the birds. <laughs> he gets like pulled down. <laughs> he doesn't know what stealth is. It's a wisp of cloud. Love that the dwarf has no idea what the hell it is, but Boromir's just like, that's not a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> How long has it been since you've been outside for a long period of time, Gimli? We rarely leave our mountains. <laughs> so this is the uh I, I like the I like the way that the that Kelleborn delivers the line too. Never before have we clad strangers in the garb of our own people. Mm -hmm. oh, it's very pretty. It it's, is pretty. Tolkien wrote so many pretty words. I I mean, it's fitting because like you have, like, man flesh speech, and then, like, you hear these elves, like, never before have we clad strangers in the garb of our own people. Like, <laughs> <laughs> very soft <laughs> I like it's the like, design of the clasps. Yes, they're, uh, they're also based on the Malorn leaves mm. that we see kind of flatly strewn about Lothlorien. Yeah, those dead fish leaves. Yeah. I um I really like I really like the I I've always wanted one of these cloaks, but a replica is so expensive. And I have very little um skill with a sewing machine, so I could make my own, but it would look like Galadriel's crappy <laughs> copy. <laughs> so uh plus it looks it looks um like felted wool, yeah. Um, which would I, be I, very difficult to work with. I wonder what they were. I, I they don't say what they were made of, but I imagine it was wool. Hmm. 
They look woolen. Yeah. I, I imagine it was wool, which must have been very awful on really hot days. Yes. But all the costuming was probably bad on hot days. That's true. It probably felt terrible. There's like layers upon layers of yeah. cloth. and The hobbits kind of have it worse in that regard. The hobbits and, and Gimli. Yeah, isn't Gimli armored the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, so. And he's got a prosthetic on his face. And Boromir's got that fur cloak. Yep. But he's only in this movie. Yeah. I mean, he's in the other movies, but you know what I mean. He's For like in... two seconds. <laughs> yeah. He did uh he had one of the he had the shortest filming schedule of the nine. Yeah, that makes sense. Well but what not about... the shortest filming schedule of the whole crew yeah, the whole cause cast. Because like, that's Kate Blanchett, I think. Yeah, Liv Tyler and Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah, weren't around the whole time. Yeah. Liv was around a lot more than Kate though. Mm. Kate pretty much only does this. Right. Does like these few weeks, and then there's a couple of other scenes where we hear her voice and see her face again. Mm-hmm. But they were probably, you know, they were all filmed probably in the same span of like right. three weeks or so. Right, you can do that so. in like an afternoon. Yeah. So we are from the website duelinggenre.com. Um, also on the website, if minute podcasts are your thing, you can check out Back to the Future Minute, Harry Potter Minute, and the newly uh, started Spider-Man Minute, which is a lot of fun. Um, they talk about uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. That's Starting his name, from right? The beginning. Yeah, Sam, Sam Raimi. Raimi. Yeah. Starting from the beginning, they're on their second week, so check that out. Um, and special thanks to our Patreon associate producers, Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good Wednesday, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.